You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, this AFC South Division Championship Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is presented by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's right, Titans fans. The Tennessee Titans are the AFC South champions for the first time since 2008. They will host a home playoff game for the first time in 12 years, and it is an incredible feeling. Now, to get to that incredible feeling, the Titans certainly took us through the Titans coaster. Emotions going up and down on Sunday throughout that game against the Texans, but Ultimately, with another nerve-wracking situation, the Titans do secure the victory with a kick off the foot of Sam Sloman. So, just could not be more Tennessee Titans than what we saw on Sunday. But at the end of the day, they are the AFC South champions and finished the season at 11-5 and exactly where I predicted. But we're breaking down everything that took place in that game on today's show. First, my big picture takeaway is going to talk about the offense, going to talk about the defense, how this game played out, and how the Titans were able to come out victorious. And then, as we always do in our second segment, We are going to zoom in, take a look at the individual performances, both good and bad, and everyone's favorite segment, Tighten Up and Tighten Down. And then we will round off today's show recapping everything that took place on Sunday, specifically in the AFC and where the Titans sit right now who they will be playing in the playoffs next weekend. And while we do that, I'll go over the entire playoff field for the entire NFL. Good to take a look at how things finished up after week 17. But your division champion, Tennessee Titans, will be playing next week. And I'm breaking down exactly how they were able to secure the division crown today on this Championship Monday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. Tennessee Titans are the AFC South division champions. And as I mentioned earlier, it feels absolutely magnificent. But I have to be honest with you guys. My emotions are shot. We've been riding the Titans coaster all year long, up and down and up and down. And the season basically played out in front of our eyes within 60 minutes on Sunday. The Titans come out. They waste a decent defensive effort at the beginning of the game. Then finally, the Titans offense kicks into gear and they're able to get a 31 to 15 lead. And I can't lie to you again. At that time, I thought, yep, Titans are going to win this game. They, They got this pretty much wrapped up, pretty much wrapped up. But in true Tennessee Titans fashion, and if you've been a fan of this team for long enough, you know that the Titans had to make things a little bit more interesting. And the Texans were able to score 20 straight points, making it 35-31 to 31 in the fourth quarter. The Titans' chances at a division title slipping away as the Titans' defense just didn't feel like playing anymore, essentially. But luckily, as we have seen all year long, the Titans' coaster finishes 
on a good note. And that Titans offense, who has lifted us up all year long, does it one more time. And the star connection between Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown proved to be huge in the biggest moment of the season. Just absolutely insane. And then, the madness hadn't ended. Then, the Titans trot out Sam Sloman. The downtrodden kicker who the only reason he's on the active roster is because the Titans kicker gets COVID. I mentioned earlier in the week that we knew, all of us collectively, we knew that this game was going to come down to a kick from Sam Sloman. It, it's just, it's too... It's two Tennessee Titans to avoid. This is what the Titans do. They make it as difficult as possible to get the job done. They do it the hard way on their own volition. (laughs) So that's what we saw on Sunday. But the Titans threw an incredible Hail Mary to A.J. Brown. A doink kick off the post by Sam Sloman. The Titans secure a division title at the buzzer. 41-38. to over the Houston Texans, and let's talk about that offense a little bit more. I mean, 492 yards, 41 points, 7 of 10 on third downs, 4 for 5 in the red zone, big plays when the Titans needed it most. And then on the defensive side of the ball, like I said, started out hot. They were playing good man coverage, getting some pressure on Deshaun Watson even, finished the game with four sacks. But then, after the Titans got that 16-point lead, the Texans came out, Holes were wide open in the run game. The Titans were playing primarily zone coverage, and Watson was just completely shredding them with no pressure whatsoever. I mean, the Titans just went total Jekyll and Hyde on defense once again. Uh, I mean, even when, when we think that they might be rounding into form a little bit, we get a sliver of hope. They they rip it away from us at the end. But as I mentioned, the Titans coaster, it goes down, but it goes back up again in the offense. As mentioned, just... Save the Titans once again. It's it's the best offense I, I've ever seen since the Titans moved to Nashville. I'm very thankful for what they've given this team and, and the hole that they've really gotten this, gotten this team out of with how bad the defense has been all year. But despite turnovers, despite the bad defense, the Titans come up big and win 41 to 38. The Titans were seven and two in one score games this year, and they needed every single one of those victories. So just an insane game. As I mentioned, I'm completely shot. Uh, My nerves are shot. My emotions are wrecked. I'm reeling. My blood pressure is through the roof, but all of it is, uh, you know, underscored by the incredible joy that I feel for being the division champions for the first time in 12 years. The Titans will now host the Baltimore Ravens in the playoffs and this rivalry, another chapter. And if you look at the history here, There is some concern for the Tennessee Titans based on the history of the rivalry between these teams. So I'll talk about that more in our third segment when I recap everything that took place in the AFC, what the AFC playoff bracket looks like right now, and all of the action that took place on Sunday that got us there. But before we talk about everything that took place in the conference and in the NFL over the weekend, we got to zoom in and talk about the individual performances that really made a difference for the Titans in this game and tighten up and tighten down. So make sure that you follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Let me know your tighten ups. Let me know your tighten downs. Let me know if you agree with me, if you disagree. 
feel like I missed anything, let me know on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. And of course, make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. I will be putting out Monday through Friday Tennessee Titans content, not only through the regular season, not only in the playoffs, but all year long. So make sure that you don't miss any of that coming up. And tomorrow, Tic Tac Tuesday. Going to be breaking down the four most impactful plays of the game from an X's and O's perspective. Don't miss my film breakdown on Twitter or the audio breakdown on tomorrow's show. Rewatch Wednesday. Going to do like we did this week. Going to rewatch, give you all of my notes, my schematic breakdown notes from the Titans game against the Texans, but also going to take a peek ahead and take a look at the most recent matchups against the Ravens to tell you what we should expect from the Titans schematically in that game. And crossover Thursday. Our preparation for that Ravens game continues with that crossover Thursday conversation with Kevin Ostriker from the Locked on Ravens podcast. The third time we've got to talk to Kevin in the last calendar year. So that will be an exciting conversation to take part in. And then Friday, of course, is our Football Friday game preview where I give you my keys to the game, players to watch, and a much, much more. So make sure you don't miss out on anything coming up on the Locked on Titans podcast. Subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. But before we get into Titan Up and Titan Down, want to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. And right now, BetOnline.ag has the Titans at a juicy plus three and a half as home underdogs next week. I mean, that is just an incredible line, and I would encourage you to take advantage of that fantastic line early in the week before it adjusts itself. Not only that, but we're going to see the College National Championship here coming up. Also, the NBA season has just tipped off. The NFL playoffs, there will be much more games to come for the next month. Make sure that you're able to get in on the action by going to betonline.ag Sign up for a free account at betonline.ag today. Use promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. That means when you put in your first deposit, they will give you 50% of that deposit added onto your account for free. So, Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Go to betonline.ag, use promo code LOCKEDON, and get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. It is time for Tighten Up! And tighten down where I go over the individual performances, both good and bad, from Sunday's game. Of course, this division-clinching victory over the Houston Texans. So let's dive into these individual performances. And we are going to start with the Titan Ups here. And and the number one Titan Up that I have to go to is Ryan Tannehill. I know that Derrick Henry went for 250 yards. I know he was fantastic, but the Titans don't win this game if they don't have a quarterback as skilled as Tannehill. He was under constant pressure all day long. Once Roger Saffold went out, it was just like the floodgates were open for the Texans. They were blitzing six. They were blitzing seven. They just didn't care at all. We're bringing everybody. And Tannehill was in a tough spot. Uh, got lucky there at the very end of the game on that that last touchdown, uh, <laughs> avoiding that interception. But he was able to run in the touchdown. So that's it. Not just 
the the arm for Ryan Tannehill. 18 for 27, 216 and a touchdown, but 38 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. The Titans really took advantage of how much the Texans were keying on Derrick Henry, and they ran read option with Tannehill with that lead blocker and Jonu Smith rolling out with him about three or four times in this game and really took advantage of the Texans. So a great game by Ryan Tannehill. His skill as a passer, um, his wherewithal to get through all that pressure, and his athleticism as a runner. I mean, what a godsend Ryan Tannehill has been for this organization. I mean... Look at all the teams out there who have been waiting decades for a quarterback to produce like Ryan Tannehill has. And the Titans grabbed him out of a dumpster in Miami. I mean, just a monster tighten up to Ryan Tannehill, who's been a a top seven quarterback in the NFL this year. Just magnificent. Magnificent from Tannehill. Uh, Derrick Henry, of course, despite that weird fumble, he's... He's got to not get so comfortable when the Titans are blowing open holes. I mean, it was a monster hole, so he probably didn't think he was going to get contacted, but he's just got to be careful. Just got to be careful. Can't do that in the playoffs, but 34 carries, 250 yards, two touchdowns. Just an absolute freaking monster, man. He's the first running back ever to go over 200 yards against the same team two times in a row. Um, I mean, just... What else is there to say? We're watching a Hall of Famer. We're watching one of the one of the best running backs in the history of the sport, guys. That's what we're getting right now. He's he's a freak. He's a freak. The king, man. The king. A, a monster tighten up for the king. And then uh, A.J. Brown, when Corey Davis was figuratively and literally dropping the ball, A.J. Brown was there. I, I mean, you look at the the receiving stats for the Titans in this game and the amount of people who actually caught passes from Ryan Tannehill, and you will see just how important A.J. Brown is. Uh, the Titans don't do well against tight man coverage. They don't have a lot of guys who beat man coverage one-on-one. Uh, I've talked about that all season, and that's why the Texans, once Saffold went out and they knew the Titans couldn't protect Tannehill, uh, they said, all right, we're just blitzing everybody and playing man coverage and seeing if, if if the Titans guys can beat us. And you know who can beat man coverage on the Titans? A.J. Brown, baby. Arthur Juan Brown. 10 catches, 151 yards, one touchdown, the monster play at the end to set up the game-winning field goal. I mean, what else do you want? What else do you want? And, and while we're talking about that, let's do it. A major tighten up for Arthur Smith. A major tighten up for the Titans organization. 11-5, and five, division championship, home playoff game. Amazing offense. Best offense we've seen in franchise history. A 2,000-yard rusher in Derrick Henry. A 1,000-yard receiver in A.J. Brown. Ryan Tannehill breaking quarterback records for the franchise everywhere you look. I mean, this is one of the best seasons in Titans history. Uh, This last five years, three playoff appearances. I mean, tighten up Amy Adams-Strump, John Robinson, Mike Vrabel. Tighten up, man. Tighten up to you guys. Tighten up to the fans. Just trying to keep it together. I know it's just sports, but, man, it matters to me. I put a lot of time and effort. I put a lot of my life, my 30 years on this earth, I've put a lot of my life into this team. And uh, it's just nice. It's just nice. 
Uh, we're in the middle of tighten up, tighten down. I can't get too reflective. We got to push forward. On the defensive side of the ball, I thought David Long was awesome. Eight tackles. Uh, he can get a little undisciplined. He got that penalty call on Watson. He can overshoot gaps. He can overflow. But, man, his combination of tenacity and athleticism it's like having Rashawn Evans and Jayon Brown mixed together a little bit. He's not quite the pass coverage guy that Jayon is, not quite the physical guy that Rashawn is, but he's just a really nice blend of both, and I think that's what the Titans need as their primary linebacker, and I think that's that's what David Long's going to be going forward for the Titans, is their number one linebacker. So nice to see him really show out in the last few games. Amani Hooker, again, the future is now. The future. Woo! Amani Hooker, the interception. Only two tackles, but... You know, when Kevin Byard and Kenny Vaccaro are struggling so bad in pass coverage, it's nice to see Imani Hooker out there at least be serviceable. My God. So thank you to David Long and Imani Hooker for getting me hyped. Going to talk about this on Wednesday, but a quick preview. On one of those big third downs, we saw Fulton on the outside, Adoree in the slot, Malcolm Butler outside, Kenny Vaccaro, Kevin Byard, Imani Hooker all on the field together, David Long and Rashawn Evans, three down rushers with Harold Landry. I mean, it, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was just beautiful stuff. Uh, but I'll talk more about that on Wednesday and the personnel and the formations that the Titans are using. That was dollar formation, and I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. But uh, anyway, Harold Landry, I thought he was pretty good on the day. Four tackles, had a tackle for loss, had a sack as well, so a pretty good day for Landry. He's going to need to be awesome next week against the Ravens. I thought Christian Fulton, in the limited snaps that he got, he really only got used on third downs. Um, in those dollar formations, that I just talked about. Basically, they would take Desmond King off the field and, and bring Christian Fulton on, and I love seeing that. We got to use this second-round pick. He's one of the better coverage guys on the team. I mean, we got to find ways to get him in the game and use him. He can't be inactive. He can't sit on the sideline while the Titans get roasted. Throw him in there. I thought he had a pretty good day. Um, finally, the last Titan up that I'm going to get to. Sam Wise Sloman carrying the Titans up the hill. To throw in the ring at the end. The Titans have this incredible offense in Frodo who's been carrying the ring, carrying the burden all year long. But at the end, at the end, it wasn't Frodo. It wasn't Fro-do. It was Samwise. It was Samwise Sloman who was the hero all along. All along. Seven for seven on his kicks. Two for two on his field goals. That was the first. Sam Sloman said this at the end of the game, or at in his press conference. That was the first game-winning kick he's ever had in his life. Ever. Ever before. And he hit it. And he hit it. He hit it off the upright, but he hit it. He hit it. So tighten up, Sam Sloman. I swear to God, I hope you never kick a field goal for this team ever again. But... Sam Sloman was a hero. A hero. Now, let's quickly get into the Titan Downs. It's a great day. It's a fantastic Victory Monday. I don't want to spend too much time here talking about negatives. But the secondary was absolute garbage. It's no surprise that the top four tacklers on the team in this game were Malcolm, Kenny, Kevin, and Adoree, our starting secondary. They were god-awful. If I watch Kenny Vaccaro and Malcolm Butler not be able to double, double cover another wide receiver, I'm going to lose my mind. I mean, just how miserable can you be? God, they were terrible. Just terrible, man. 
just terrible. The pass protection, once uh, Roger Saffold went out of this game, it was despicable what we saw in pass protection. The Texans only had two sacks, but in that second half, Tannehill was under constant pressure, and that's why the Titans really couldn't get that flow going and couldn't extend the lead. So, uh, a big tighten down for the pass pro there. Have to hope that Roger Saffold's okay next week or it's going to be trouble. Uh, Corey Davis ended up with five catches for 39 yards but had three drops, and it's only right that he didn't get to 1,000 yards. Like I've been saying all year, Corey Davis is a good wide receiver. He's a solid starting wide receiver in the NFL, but he's a wide receiver too. He's not a wide receiver one. He's not a 1,000-yard receiver. It's just not who he is. And going zero for zero in week 16 and then only putting up 39 yards today when all he needed was, I believe, 55 to break a 1,000. I mean, it's just Corey Davis in a nutshell. He made a couple of really good plays for the Titans, but he sure as hell isn't A.J. Brown and never get that twisted. So just wanted to mention that. And then, Mike, what are you doing? Mike tried to throw this one away, man, playing heavy zone defense in the second half when man coverage is the only modicum of success that you had all day against Watson, and then going for it on 4th and 11, he said after the game that he didn't think Sloman could hit from that distance. Hell, me neither. Take a delay a game. Punt the ball. Don't give the Texans, and not only did the Titans not get the 4th down and 11, but Tannehill got sacked. And the Texans got the ball at the mid-yard line. I believe they went down and scored a touchdown. So what the heck are you doing, Mike? Just getting crazy, man. Just getting crazy out there. But I'm not going to give Rabel too much crap. Uh, he's a top eight coach in the NFL, in my opinion, top quarter of the league. So not going to give him too much crap. Uh, he did tell Ryan Tannehill, hey, man, why don't you just try to bomb one to AJ? That's literally what he said on that final offensive play, and that's exactly what happened. So uh, shout out Mike Rabel, but that fourth down, man, had me had me perplexed. And the defensive game plan in the last two weeks had me perplexed. Thank God that we already know that Mike Rabel can scheme a good game plan against Lamar Jackson. I mean, thank God we already know that because I would be worried if we hadn't seen it before. But that's going to do it for tighten up, tighten down. Before we jump into our AFC recap, taking a look at the playoff bracket, who the Titans are set to go up against next week, even though I spoiled it a little bit, talking Ravens. Uh, but we're going to go over everything that that has shaken out for the NFL playoffs and what the AFC bracket is going to look like. Before we dive all into that, though, I do want to remind you guys about the Locked On Bets podcast. Told you about betonline.ag, that 50% welcome bonus you can get by using promo code Locked On when you sign up. Might as well listen to Locked On Bets. Get some advice on how to play that money in that free welcome bonus. Check out the Locked On Bets podcast from the Locked On Podcast Network on whatever platform you do stream. Also, want to tell you guys about our opening sponsor, and that is Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the planet. First time we had a promo code running with Built Bar, you guys sold out their inventory, but now they're back better than ever and have that promo code relaunched for their brand new six deliciouser flavors. Adding on to the 12 delicious original flavors, now you have caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. The bars aren't just delicious, they're healthy for you as well. They are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Make sure that you go to BuiltBar.com, use that promo code Locked On. even if you used it last time. You can use it again and you'll still get 20% off your next order. Once again, that's promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com.
is a division championship Monday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We started out taking a look at my big picture takeaways and my keys from the game in our first segment. Then we zoomed in, took a look at the individual performances and tighten up and tighten down. Now, let's round off this championship Monday, taking a look at the playoff picture as it stands. What is the playoff bracket going to look like, not only in the AFC, but in the NFC as well? Let's just take a look at the Super Bowl bracket here. And the Titans, because they are division champs, get that home playoff game. They end up as the fourth seed in the AFC quickly. Let's just talk about how awesome the AFC was this year. I mean, every single team that made the playoffs had an 11-5 record. I mean, the Dolphins ended up 10-6 and and didn't get in. I mean, tough. That's tough, man. If you told Dolphins fans at the beginning of the year that they would end the season at 10-6, and six, they would have put all the money in the world that they made the playoffs. So, tough season to go out 10-6 and six and not make the playoffs. But, it was a tough AFC. 11-5 and five was what got the job done. And it got the job done for the Titans to win the AFC South. So, let's talk about this bracket. Talk about, actually first, let's talk about what happened on Sunday. First, the Bills dismantled the Dolphins. And that's why they didn't get in. And that actually clinched the division for the Titans. Be- or not clinched the division, but clinched a playoff spot for the Titans before they ever kicked off in Houston. So, that was kind of nice. But, you wanted the Titans to go out and win the division and not back into the playoffs. So a win still feels a lot better. But uh, the Steelers lost to the Browns, but the Steelers had their JV team out there. Really close game, though. The Browns let it get close at the end. I I still, man, give me the Steelers over the Browns in a big way. But we'll talk about that more on Football Friday game preview when I talk all about the playoffs and keeping it plus 100. The Ravens smashed the Bengals and secured their spot as the top wild card team in the AFC. Like I mentioned, the Browns were able to beat the Steelers, but because of the head-to-head matchups with the Ravens, the Ravens get the tiebreaker at 11-5 over the Browns, and that's why they're the five-seed over the six-seed Browns. And then the Colts, because of the Dolphins' loss and the Colts winning and moving to 11-5, they sneak in and get that number seven seed. So, in the AFC, that means the Chiefs get that number one bye, the Bills will host the Indianapolis Colts next week. Let's go, Bills. The Steelers will host the Cleveland Browns, a juicy division rival matchup playing two weeks in a row. Those guys are going to be sick of each other. That's going to be a physical game. It always is in the AFC North, though. I mean, that's just the way they play football there. That's going to be a great game. And then, of course, the Tennessee Titans will host the Baltimore Ravens. Now, one thing that's concerning is you go back. I know that the Titans have beat the Ravens twice, this core, these teams against each other, but for some reason, the away team just always wins this game. If you go back decades in this rivalry, the away team, the underdog, just always seems to win, man. So uh, I don't like that. But speaking of underdog, the Titans are underdogs. They're home underdogs. So I guess that's going for for them. But the Titans are at home, and the road team seems to win this game more often than not. So we'll see what cracks first, the home team thing or the underdog thing. We'll have to check that out. But yeah, Titans are home underdogs. Man, you got to bet that line on bet AG, or betonline.ag.com, man. You got to go bet that line right now before it changes. I think 
think it'll move throughout the week. But uh, that's what the the bracket looks like uh, in the NFL. Things reseed. So let's say the Titans win. Uh, they'll be the number four seed, and it'll depend on what happens next. If all four, or if it goes chalk, the Bills win, the Steelers win, and the Titans win, that means the Titans will go to Kansas City. But if the Bills or the Steelers get upset, that means that the Titans will play whoever didn't get upset. So I'm actually hoping that that's what happens. I really, really would like, like imagine if the Colts upset the Bills then the Colts would go play the Chiefs. Let's say the Steelers beat the Browns. The Titans beat the Ravens. The Colts would go play the Chiefs, and then the Titans would get to play the Steelers. And just the version of the Steelers that we see right now is much different than the defense that they had at the beginning of the year. So just saying, might not be a bad matchup for the Titans to get some revenge on the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Just saying. Anyway, that's far too, way too far ahead, way too far ahead. But just kind of laying out how things could possibly go. Either way, we know that if the Titans want to win a Super Bowl, they're going to have to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's going to be a, a damn hard path to get there. But at least they're in the dance. The Titans have won their division. The Titans get a home playoff game, and... Once I saw what the defense was doing throughout the year, that was really what my goal was. I wanted to see the Titans do that. So hopefully they're able to get that victory over Baltimore. But we're going to be breaking that down throughout the entire week. Make sure you don't miss any of it. As for the NFC, let's talk about the NFC real quick. Keep you guys updated on that side of things. The Packers, who just dismantled the Titans, uh, did end up winning the NFC. 13-3 on the year. Number one seed. Get the bye. I was wrong about the Packers in in this year, just quite frankly. I, I thought they'd be about 8-8, eight 9-7. Eight, I didn't think they'd be bad, but I didn't think they'd be like this. So the Packers, the number one seed. The Saints at 12-4, and four, the number two seed. That means that they'll be going up against the Chicago Bears, who back, or not back into the, well, yeah, back into the playoffs. They lost to the Packers on Sunday, but because the Cardinals lost, the Bears get that spot. So the Bears get in. The Rams get the number six spot. They will be taking on the Seattle Seahawks. We'll see uh, another division matchup between those two. They just played last week. That'll be a pretty good game to watch. And then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will get the incredible prize of playing the winner of the NFC least. I mean, NFC East. So Washington and Philly are playing on Sunday night football right now. I am not staying up until, or waiting to record until 11.30 p.m. at night to figure out who wins the NFC East. Sorry, not doing that. But if Washington wins the game, they'll win. If not, that means the Giants win the NFC East. So either way, I think the Buccaneers thrash that team. I think the Bucs are pumped to be able to play that team, even though they're on the road. So I expect the Buccaneers to win that game uh, pretty easily. No lie. No lie to you there. It might be the worst playoff game we've ever seen. But anytime you think like that, things get crazy, so you never know. But that's how the playoffs have shaken out. It's going um, to be fun to watch. Can't wait to, you know, break everything down throughout this week. Really going to focus on the Ravens as we're speaking. Washington just took the lead, so very well could be the Washington football team 
uh, who gets that playoff spot. But we will see. Won't really make a difference to the Titans unless they make it to the Super Bowl. But a, a big path ahead. That path starts with the Baltimore Ravens. Going to be breaking all of that down for you guys throughout the week. So make sure that you don't miss anything here on the Locked On Titans podcast and you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans.